I don't wanna go to work. I just wanna chill and play all day. Look him dead in the face and say, I wish I could just be still asleep while you were. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Jobs Blow Podcast with Brianna and Josh. The podcast for dreamers with day jobs. We are so glad to be back here at the Comic Strip Live in New York City once again for yet another episode. Yes, and remember, while this podcast was born out of the frustration of working a day job, we're hoping to provide some inspiration in your pursuit of your dream job as we pursue ours. Hi, Brianna. Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm good. I feel like our energies aren't matching today. Like, I'm like over the top. Like, I'm like the kid who's this like This is about, my NPR voice. It is. like, But I feel, I feel like I'm the guy who's like realizing he's about to have sex and you're the girl who's like, I'm just going to Fuck gonna, you. Like, I'm not having sex with you. No, not sex with me. <laughs> just like the girl who's like, okay, it's going to happen. Just relax. Everybody calm down and talk quietly. And I'm like, <laughs> All right. No? No. That's what I feel like it is. That's where our, our energies are matching today. Okay. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It yeah. was good. Yeah. No. Um, good? Friends? No, no. Family? I was with family. Did you go to Ohio or Long Island? No, Long Island. Okay. And um, I, But I ended up working on Black Friday, oh, and then did? I did on Sunday as well for Fatherly, writing oh, oh, right. product stuff Do up. Do we have a new them. article coming up? No, it's just, it was product uh, toys specifically Ooh, that's cool. that were um, on sale, so it was a it, it's become it becomes mind numbing numbing after yeah. a while. Sure, just writing and writing and writing. Do so. you just go? On, could we go on fatherly.com and just put in Brianna Lee or Brianna Haas? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it'll and we can see your stuff. Yeah, but I don't know why you would unless you want to buy toys. I don't. I, I mean, like your writing. I uh, wish you would write more, you. guys. Why don't you guys check uh, audience and let Brianna know how much you love her writing and how you want her to start that blog that I've been. Someone talking did about. reach out to Jobs Blow after my uh, childhood home article was on Realtor.com yeah. and told me how much they loved it and actually sent me an article they wrote about. I saw their that actually. Home. I saw that. Yeah. 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 So. Well, you should be writing more. And the New York Times, if you don't for, don't forget, <laughs> they wrote an article two weeks it's later. Stellar article same idea so terrible. i'll let it go though letting right. it go Whew. did you have good turkey um fried turkey for oh the first God. time it was so was it, good? it was so the skin uh oh. we're with a vegetarian today <laughs> so i'm sure he appreciates this but it was freaking amazing what about the meat though is it soft yeah then? it's moisture moist. really it's moist all right you see you're one of like the four <laughs> women in this world who says the word moist and everyone else is disgusted i know i heard a lot of that word at thanksgiving because a lot really? of people talked about how moist I used to think moist was a fine word, and now I'm like slightly disgusted by it. Well, it should go right along with our earlier conversation about you thinking you're getting laid. I wasn't. No, you. You you see, you took it too literal. I was saying like metaphorically (laughs) how our energies sound feel like a younger guy with an older girl. He's so excited, but why am I an older girl? (laughs) I am. I I am though. So yeah. Okay. Um, Josh, what about your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving. If anybody read my Facebook blog, was I did, and it was very vile. It was disgusting. I literally was like, I'm going to gorge myself because I love Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving food. So I literally put like so much food on my plate, like a pile of food, all of it, right? ZD, turkey, stuffing. My brother made these like bacon stuffing muffins, right? But like then, and then on top, I was like, I was a fool and I wasn't feeling great. But then on top of it, I had a piece of apple pie. Because you got to have dessert. I, right. And I, but I, kind, I forgot that I'm like sometimes allergic to apples, right? <laughs> like Usually when they're cooked, it's not a problem, but somehow the like mix of all of it gave me the worst like stomachache and gas and I couldn't stand up straight I couldn't and I'm taking gas X and I'm taking Tums and like nothing's working <laughs> I just 
like tossed it all in my I, all I hear is my little guy from outside the bathroom and he's like daddy throw up oh jeez oh. <laughs> but then immediately felt better right after and then you ate another plate of food I know and the next few days yes thank you for clarifying uh-huh. that I've been eating turkey and stuffing for the next yeah that's last the few only days. thing about going someplace we didn't end up with any leftovers yeah and you know I like uh, stuffing over the I actually of a made week. my wife make a whole new batch of stuffing the way I like it because I like my brothers but I like the way I like mm-hmm. it. So that's been at home. Want some extra stuffing? No? Well, this is a great segue into our guest today since he did start a food company. Um, so do you want to sure. jump into that? Jump right in. All right. So today, oh, episode 40, everybody. Woo! We love when we hit a round number. Congratulations, Brianna. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Let's get to 50 and then we'll really have a party. <laughs> um, so today's episode is called Food From Thought with Jeremiah Kreisberg. Kreisberg. Sorry, Jewish people Jewish, in the room. The, Jew, the non-Jews can't say our names. <laughs> no, sorry. Um, and his um, partner, Leland Whitehouse, was supposed to be here, but they had a work emergency, so he could not make Listen, it. Listen, Whitehouse is also a hard name to pronounce. Whitehouse. Okay, it's a hard name to have Wh- right now. Whitehouse. Whitehouse. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> um, no, I think Leland should change his name to Leland. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it. Leland. Leland White House. Well, welcome, Jeremiah. Thanks yes. for coming uh, on. We did say the company, Slow Up. Oh, Slow Up is slow the name, up. Of, the company. Is the name of the company. Move on in there. Um, so, welcome. I And we always give the backstory on our guests because um, it's a networking thing to get our guests here. We usually right. meet people. I've met people in the grocery store. I've gone to college with people. Today, um, Jeremiah comes to us from, um, I met him. He was at uh, Michel Augustin Open House and where they were sharing their food products mm-hmm. with the people that come to the Open House. We have them once a month, the first Thursday of every month. So the other companies office. bring bring their food too? We, we usually partner with other Brooklyn companies. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we've had beer companies and um, some ice cream and they were there the in November, and I met him and wow. said, you should come be on our podcast. Well, first of all, then, thank you for Michelle yes. Augustine Augustin. for sponsoring us, Augustine. <laughs> you know what? It's very unclear. Augustin. But I'm glad that you went to the open house, too. And you know what? You're really great like that, Brianna. You really do. You've met even Peter was someone you just met through networking. Through the cookies. Through the cookies. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great, you know, just for you guys out there listening, that that's how a lot of our guests come on the show. It's not that we know every single person. We just Sweet, seen a, I met Sweet Vegan in the grocery store. There you go. <laughs> just talking to people and hearing people's stories and, you know, forming a connection that way. So, thanks. Do people call you Jer or is it Jeremiah? Uh, Jeremiah, but, you know. And how often do they say, was a bullfrog? <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> just... <laughs> Less often than you would think. Okay. All right, let's just describe one thing about well, well, Jeremiah. What, I'm sure they're overcome by your height. Because, say hi into this mic. Hi. Okay, it's like... The deep voice goes with the man that is sitting here. He looks as much like uh, he could be like Paul Bunyan, maybe. He could cut down some trees. He's 6'10". 6'10". He's bearded. He's a young dude. He's a good-looking dude. And he's going to tell us a little bit about his background with why, and not why, not why he's so tall, uh, but what he's done with some of that, as well as how he got to slow up here and today. So let's get he started. He may be our youngest and tallest. No, no we had the history. guy, history, American yeah. history. But he's one of our youngest and definitely 
definitely our tallest. Definitely our tallest. Definitely so thanks tallest. for fitting in the booth today. Yes. It. You know, super excited to be here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bringing the energy Lots today. of firsts. Yes. Lots of firsts. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm See, ready. He's matching my energy. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm, we're big energy people. Big energy. Yeah. It must be the Jewish thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yes, you, you forgot to mention I'm the tallest Jew on your show. You yes. are the tallest <laughs> Jew on the You're the tallest doing, Jew I've ever met. We're doing a remake of Twins, the Jewish oh, version. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do the show in Hebrew today. Yes. Happy Hanukkah. He can explain why he speaks Hebrew in a second. But. Yes, okay, so we're going to start with our HR portion. Okay, Your resources. So what is your current job title, Jeremiah? Uh, founder and CEO. Of Slow Up. And what is Leland's title? Is uh, Founder and... Co-founder. Okay. We're, we're, slow, we're, slow up. We're, yeah, slow up. We're, we're pretty fast and loose with the titles right now. Okay. But we're the founders. Okay. So is this your dream career? You are only 27, so... Did you hit it? Um, in some ways, yes. I, in some ways, I don't know exactly what my dream career will be long-term. What was your dream career when you were growing up? Um, I always wanted to be a professional basketball player. Well, look at that. Mm, which well, I, I was. Which he was. Briefly. Right. right. Um, and where, where were you a professional basketball player? I was playing in Israel. I had a five-month career that was cut short by injury. Mm. So oh, I did a, achieve the dream, but it was a, an, an, a, a mirage. What happened? Uh, serious back injury. Really? Uh, from falling or just running or just what happened? accumulated stress. I had three of them over my career, so... I could still be playing today, but now I'm a, I sell food. Now they say they say that, especially you know, making fun of Jewish people being unathletic. But as I hear it, the Israeli leagues are pretty competitive, actually. Yeah, super high level. When I was there, Amari Stoudemire was in the league with me. Right. Um, Nate Robinson was in the league with right. me. Right. Um, it was awesome, but uh, you know, being a injured professional athlete is not quite as fun as being a sure. How many teams are in that league? Like in Israel, yeah. the, I was in the, the top level has ten or twelve teams. Okay, um, and you played for who? Maccabi Haifa. Haifa, which is just north of Tel Aviv. One hour, right there. And you were so you're six ten. You said I am still. I hope so. You still are. Yeah. Okay, I'm hoping for five four at some point. <laughs> but what position did you play? I was a center in Israel, and I also played. I you know, made Aliyah to get a passport. Um, so okay. I played on the national team there as well. Which so, means to to commit to living in Israel as a citizen is what makes Yeah, Aliyah I committed is. to their being there for months here and there to play basketball. But, right. you know, if you're Jewish, every, every Jew has the right to live in Israel. Right. Dual passport. And so... Uh, the, uh, or dual citizenship. Dual citizenship. When I was 18, the national team called my home phone and recruited me to wow. play on the national team. Were you this tall in high school? Uh, almost, 6'8". Six, six, so nine. were you dominating in high school? Uh, college. I what? think anyone that plays in college was pretty good in high school. So you played at Yale. I played in college, yeah. And that's where you met Leland. Correct. That's who, the getting back to business. That's yes. where we met. And he's from Ohio. Everyone, we could have had a two just, Jews and two Ohio. Just time out for the, the same for room. my family, my Israeli family that might be listening to this. He's also really good at soccer. What? Okay, good, <laughs> great. Now back to Yale. Um, no, and you came. Okay, so you grew up in Berkeley, California. Correct. And um, then we're in school at, at Yale with where you met Leland. Correct. Went and played basketball. In Israel, correct for five months. For five months, and then what happened after that? Uh, spent six months at home rehabbing. Signed another contract in Australia. Didn't quite get healthy enough to, to actually go on the flight. Um, wow. Retired. You couldn't even get on the flight. Yeah, I was. I was pretty crippled. It was not. not so not my were best. you even? Did how does that work? Like, did you anybody in the 
U.S. like NBA teams looking at you, or how does that work? No, I mean you basically just hire an agent. So I have, okay. I, I still have an agent. I guess he lives in Israel. Um, but yeah, you hire an agent. You go to do tryouts. It's you know, interesting. De- okay. Depending on what level you want to play at, what country, you kind of find your way there. Okay, so you kind of you that was your dream. You five months, you got to live. Uh, it. Yeah, okay. I, I signed the contract. I lived the dream. And then I had to find a new dream. Okay. Jeremiah, I want you to come over here. We're going to have you playing the basketball. So, so this could be the, another dream. You're, you're just a man of many dreams. I think that's appropriate. Okay. Cool. All right. So before we really jump into the journey and how you started Slow Up, um, one question that we always ask, given the name of our show, is can you tell us a bit about a job that blew or a moment in a job, I and mean, we know you haven't worked that much. You're 27, so. Yeah, I mean, any I, job ever. I wouldn't use that terminology necessarily, but I, I get the question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most challenging job experience I had was I spent six months working in India with my previous job. Really? So I was like a strategy consultant, and sometimes they take American consultants and ship you off to a project. <gasps> um, and I just found the. I was on a particular team of people that had a very toxic work culture. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of like most of my teammates would work till 5 a.m., which not is, good. Uh, challenging. 5 a.m. local time. <laughs> they were obviously not millennials, if you ask Josh. Uh, well, they were very much millennials. Uh, and they would they would show up at work at 930. So they got, you know, their three and a half hours of sleep. But mm-hmm. um, it was just a, a shock because I think, you know, there's lots of learning by going to another country and experiencing it, but I was in a particular team that was quite challenging and really made me question everything about why I was doing this job. And Did you feel like you had to do that too? Yeah, uh, it wasn't necessarily, it was, it was hours and it was, the culture was to not be very collaborative, so it felt like hard to get people to help you in any way, and it felt like, you know, I, what I was doing was not very important, and a lot of the things you hear about is... So coming from a team-oriented sport, it was not your exactly your yeah and and at a company that i really really admire and i really still like and and a company that i had loved working at in the u.s but to be in this kind of as an outsider in a new system on a challenging team and having not being supported i think all of those things make it did that sour you on on the job or that industry in general no i came back and was much happier but it it was just i think it was more like it being in a situation with that much pressure on you mm-hmm. um, to perform, because I was like, they're paying lots of money to bring the American in. Sure. Um, with it just, it really forced me to grow up a lot, but also to like really experience what it's like to be in a, a crappy situation sure. for a while. Like there was no way that I was going to feel happy. Right. But uh, so like you know, six months of being, you know, high stress, um, limited support. Yeah, it, it was. It, you know, it forced me to really grow up, but also it was not that fun. Right. So what did you go to school to do? Is that what you were doing when you were in this position? Uh, I went to school to be an environmentalist, and I would still say I am being an environmentalist. Uh, I think to me, after basketball, I wanted to get up to speed on some things in the world. So I worked in this broad strategy consulting role for two years. Okay. But uh, What's your degree in? Environmental studies. It is. Um and then I wanted to apply what I was more passionate about, which was something with a sustainable focus, which is what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait so, a second. Did you go to Yale? You don't, They don't give out scholarships for sports. They Yale. do not give out scholarships. So you went to Yale on your own brain and then also got to play 
college basketball at Yale, you are the Jewish Jesus. You are everybody's <laughs> ideal part in my temple's ideal superhero. There's like girl. There are girls being like like there. There are Orthodox women yeah. looking to convert to. Yeah, there are parents sending resumes to him to every, right day. Now, every day. Every day in Israel, nonetheless. Bro, don't shush me. Because you're so bro, freaking bro, loud. Pro Israel. I, I've never got any resumes. Let's be clear. <laughs> Good for you. What was Yale like? You got headshots, haven't you? Were you headshots. on bones and whatever bones and <laughs> skull and bones. I was not. I was not. In, I was not tapped for skull and bones. <laughs> oh jeez. But did you have Frank's pizza while you were up there? Not Frank's. It's uh, Frank Pepe's. Pepe's. Yeah, I did. I did. No, Yale was great. I mean, I think coming from California, Yale is a bit of a culture shock. Yeah. A lot I would of the, bet. the East Coast old money is. You didn't strong. want to go to Berkeley? Too close um, to home. Uh, I yeah, I wanted to get out. Yeah. Um, cool. But, I mean, I met a lot of amazing people and sure. a lot of really smart people, much smarter than me. Before we get into the whole, you know, slow, and what is the website again for it? Slowup.co. Slowup.co. Correct. Okay, so just everyone, if you're listening, check in on that so you kind of get a sense of what uh, what Jeremiah is going to be talking about. And also, guys, if you uh, like the guests and like uh, the stories and the and the uh, everything that we're talking about on the podcast, please give us a review and a like or a share and just let us know or suggestions for other guests that could come on. But uh, I guess my question with Yale was is my first thought was you know this the whole Facebook story through through Harvard. Yeah. They like pushed you to start your own businesses. It was part of the educational you know process there and maybe that was dramatized in the movie but for you did that I, I would assume that maybe they do that as well for you if you're in a business sense a little bit I think uh, Yale is I think Harvard too both have a lot of pressure to join like finance and I think you see a lot of our classmates going working on Wall Street right um, less entrepreneurial that is a little more a Harvard MIT okay a bubble um, but I was involved with a startup in college and there was a small scene and I think that laid the groundwork for what we're doing now so so you did that job you came back. Correct. And had you and Leland been talking about, like, different ways you could work together? I mean, how did that whole thing come about? Yeah, I think I had long wanted to start a business that had some environmental um, mission or associated with it. And so even before I went to India, uh, I was playing with a number of ideas. And that's when I kind of brought Leland into the conversation with one specific idea, which that idea became what it is now. Mm-hmm. And so we spent nine months kind of talking once a month, going back and forth, both working different jobs. Um, Leland at the time was living in New Orleans. I was living in India. Not like a great right. um, t- time to start a company. T- different time. Big difference in time zones. <laughs> um, easy to meet up for a couple of Yeah, it was yeah. super easy. Um, so I actually don't even think we met up in person until we were full-time, to be honest. Wow. Um, so... Tell the audience what Slow Up is. Yeah, so Slow Up, we are a new food company in based out of Brooklyn, New York. Um, we basically took the ingredients of a grain bowl or like a sweet green salad and make it fresh into a bar. And so the the company is built around solving this problem we all experience, which is you're hungry, you're on the go, there's no way to eat like fresh, satisfying, delicious food. Right. Um, and so we basically engineered a product that fits all of those things. And the secret is it just has to have a short shelf life. Ten days. Um, ten days shelf life. And so it's basically a fresh made bar that holds together. It's delicious, satisfying, healthy, wow. nutritious, um, and tastes like curry or pesto. And or, I had the, I had the curry. It was really it was it was good. It was an, it was an interesting texture. Yeah. Uh, that was the one thing like I was like not prepared it's, for, it's it, like but nothing, it was it was good. It's like nothing anyone's really tried before. So no. I mean the 
amazing part of launching recently is that we've been overwhelmed by how much people like it. But it's also half the time people are like, "Wow, I was not expecting that." Well, what's, the, the, what's the texture? What do you what, describe it's, it? It's it's like chickpeas and almonds and quinoa mm-hmm. and kind of baked together. Because you know, like a kind bar is it's yeah. more solid. Sure. This isn't quite. It's moist. It's, well, it's, it's moist. moist. <laughs> 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 Two of the three of us. I'm not doing it. All right, I gotta figure out how to I do some moist. I love Jeremiah now. I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you a box. But, um, you see how his energy is changing now? It's more toward the experience level. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. What what uh, what do you use just uh, the obvious question is how do you keep it to, how do you keep it literally physically together uh egg is one of the key ingredients mm-hmm. and some potato starch so like it's super clean label high protein low sugar it's i would i like to think it's we actually um took it apart and made a grain bowl out of it really and it totally lived on its own i can show you a picture so it's going. more of like a savory uh, snack? Is it? Are we calling it a snack, or is it a? We, we meal? call it a bar. A bar. We find that a lot of people eat bars as snacks, and some eat them as meals. Right. I would say this is basically a light meal. So what we see people eating it most is you, you're between meetings. Like I would eat one right now. Like I didn't eat lunch. It's twelve forty-five or one. And you eat egg even as a vegetarian. Yes. That's vegan. You don't eat egg, right? Yes. So right. what are all the things the bar is? They're. Um, the d- what is it? What does it not have? It's yeah, gluten free. It's yeah, dairy free. It's soy free. It's almost all organic ingredients. It's high protein. It's low sugar. But I even think those claims, which non-Jewish, are non-Jewish, <laughs> non-GMO, but like uh, I think those are powerful claims. But really, the actual experience of eating it is much more disruptive than the claims because mm-hmm. no one's actually made a product that tastes like this. No, I've never is, ever or, had anything is, like this. I think even more than that is the emotional experience of being satisfied after eating a bar is new because yes. you used to eat a bar and you're like. I don't feel like it after I'm still kind of hungry. And this just like... Is it a satis... Are people saying they're satisfied? Extremely satisfied because it's clean and it's healthy. And so like we didn't produce last week because of Thanksgiving. Right. And I've been like having a hard time this week because I didn't... I missed breakfast yesterday. I wanted one. I wanted to work out at 8 o'clock last night, so I wanted to eat one before. I didn't have it. I wanted to eat one right now. I don't have it. And all of a and sudden... And you couldn't bring any for that reason. And I'm, I didn't see the night that I met you. You didn't have the peanut butter chocolate. No, you. we, oh, we this, don't sample the sweet ones as much, but okay, they are, that's what I need to because those are those are my favorite. But no, but what's interesting is that that they're savory and they they are satisfying in a meal sense. Yes. To me, a bar, even like a kind bar, if I, when I used to exercise, was still a sweeter treat for me. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no. oh, pecans. Okay, no, I had know. a curry bar. I mean, it there's <laughs> and it was it's good, not, really yeah, good. But it's like nothing you've ever had wow. before. I was. Okay, so so talk us back into the story of the formation of the company, but also, you know, touch on a little bit about who's cooking this, who's making this. Are you? Yeah, you, well, Leland Le- Le- is currently making it yes, right now. That's where the that's emergency where is. is. <laughs> okay, so he's got a culinary background or no? Um, he is as informal. He has a background in grocery as a buyer. He's got a background in meat and ranching and sales, but not. So necessary. he's not a vegetarian. No, he worked for a, meat, a very cool meat company here for a long time. Okay. Um. So, yeah, the process, I think if you go back to the beginning, we recognize that there's this problem we wanted to solve, which is that it's very hard to, again, find fresh or healthy food when you're on the go. I mean, we run into it all the time, every mm-hmm. day. And so we both actually went full-time together without a product, just knowing that we can make something that will fit this. And then the process to make this bar, Leland ran the whole thing, um, was almost nine months of development. And that's when we brought in five or six chefs from Brooklyn who were kind of all had either opened a restaurant or were running a restaurant to actually, you know, make it very culinary. Um, but it, I think we ended up 130, 140 iterations before wow. we launched. Wow, wow. That's, that's incredible. And how many different bars do you, are there? Uh, we have five flavors right now. Okay. Um, we're dropping one, adding a new one in January. 
And uh, well, you better get your PR person back for that. Uh, yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah. You gotta have someone did for you, new innovation. Now, did this? Does this have any connection to you being an athlete and needing to be to kind of keep your energy up and be, you know, you know, satisfied like that? Is that was was there any seed? thought definitely i think i mean i've been extremely conscious of what i eat for a long time especially as a vegetarian athlete um and so the product i wasn't making the product for myself because i think all good entrepreneurs should not mm -hmm. think about themselves first they should think with their customer but i ended up making a product that would have solved a lot of my needs as an athlete my mm -hmm. whole life and still does now i mean i play basketball so it's something you can maybe sorry you can market to athletes potentially no? definitely we mean athletes love our product i think um i mean we we fulfill the soul cycle headquarters and they all do soul cycle every day and eat our bar right. every day and it's, so for wow. i know you said you were into the environmental and the sustainability yeah. so these are only good for 10 days but the product itself like goes back into the i mean it's if you have to throw it out it's yeah it's just like old food right so right. it's like think about vegetables or fresh made things and right, how right. how much how what percentage of your product that goes out has to come back because of that we only sell to offices right now okay and so basically by the end of the week it's all eaten we have no spoilage um, oh so they they'll just toss whatever they're not gonna by friday after well just eaten. it's just eaten through so they usually run out and then we come back next week and bring them more wow um because it's again it's everywhere we are it just like it's it is a snack right but it's not really comparable because it's such higher quality that we find it's just eaten super fast are these offices giving them to the employees or selling them on site we look at offices that are giving them to employees it's okay. our way to get in get the product known so if anyone listening has an office that wants a really great product you, you're gonna get some calls uh, yeah, I, we, we have we have oh, tens of people <laughs> <laughs> listen to that I was like, what is he gonna promise right now no but really I'm, well we have a lot of listeners outside of new york and i know yeah, this is right now york. specifically yeah. in new well, york well i mean if this was shark Tank right now, I would give you hundred thousand for ten percent of the company. That's a terrible valuation. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's way higher than that. Way higher than that. Good for you. So can I ask then, without being specific or as, as specific as you want, where did you get the seed funding for this? Did you come up with that? Did you get investors? Oh, uh, your friends on Wall Street that you mentioned uh, from school. <laughs> I went to they're my friends, but I do know them. Because <laughs> um, I no. mean, it's an idea that came out of your heart, and you're like, I want to do this, and I'll yeah, part so of this, I, you know. I did not have enough money to fund this myself, nor did Leland. You know, we had work jobs, but didn't right. have savings. Um, we raised we raised nine hundred thousand dollars. That's public um, earlier this year from twenty or so angel investors. Cool. Um, some really great people in the industry, and that has propelled us through the year. Right. Josh right. is trying to do a fun. Did you end that fundraiser? Uh, so anyway, Jeremiah. At the moment, the, uh, I'll say this, and because a lot of people that we did put it out there, um, through the fundraiser, the GoFundMe, it didn't do as well as we wanted it to, but because of that and the video we made, yeah. it helped us reach out to other investors. So right now we're trying to close the deal. Yeah, we almost got what we need. So wow. we're like super really? excited. But it's obviously nothing ever comes as, as you know right. dry as you intend right, but right. it did get us the attention from the kind of people we needed that's great and we're almost going to do it it's a movie we wrote and uh, my buddy's in it's a sports movie sports. so it's cool. in the whole sports but next one is about an israeli basketball player who's 610 who starts a food company so um so in that regard then you did you had to take the investors on but i mean that is that how different is it if you hadn't gone to yale is sure. it something that somebody else could have done in that same respect? Or do you feel like the Yale education helped you out? Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is a short answer. I think that a lot of our network came through professional experiences, not through college experiences. Interesting. Um, and so I don't think you have to go to Yale to raise 
But did your professional funding? experiences come through Yale? Probably. I, th- I mean, I think Yale, like, I have a, you know, a complex relationship with Yale, but I think okay. it has enabled me in many, many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I once had a Yale sweatshirt. <laughs> 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 um, and yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, both of us going to Yale, I'm sure makes us, you know, more investable, I'm not like, <clears throat> but I don't think it was like a binary where because right. we went to Yale, we were able to raise money. So what, besides the environmental nature of this, what else, what, how do you, what drives you through this every day to like basically start this company out of nothing Yeah. and you're still, you know, getting it out there. It's only in a certain kind of, you know, environment channel, yeah. channel at the moment. What drives you? Um, I mean, I think Leland and I are having a lot of fun, and I think we're growing a lot personally and professionally. Like, I think if you look back at this year, I mean, yes, we made all the sorts of whatever metrics and progress. And you launched October 2018. Uh, Yeah, we just launched, and it was very minimal launch. I would even say beta launch, basically. Right. but like, yeah, I think the process, and as you guys know, when you're following one of your dreams, uh, you learn a lot, and I think that's what was driving me. And I also think, you know, we took money from some of our family, and that provides pressure, pressure. that it's hard to mm-hmm. like hard to come back on things. Yeah, we both say like because our mom was invested, we'll basically like that turned up the pressure more than anything else I could have imagined. Like I put all my money in, I was like whatever, and then my mom put money, in, I was like, all right, well now this can't fail. You can't fail. Yeah. Well, so, but how many office buildings are you in? Um, we're in a growing number. We can't disclose okay, that. Okay, don't. Cl- but you're growing. That's that's the thing. That's yeah, important. We're, we're growing. I mean, I have lots of reason to believe this is actually going to work out. But you know, it's still very early, and a lot of things can happen. So right, you never know. Well, can you, you talk about your new innovation? What do you or, mean? Oh, that, like new product? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're releasing another sweet skew. Can't tell you exactly what it is yet, but you're gonna love it. All right. Um, well, I don't know if you cannot do peanut butter and chocolate because it's much. You jam. could throw honey on in her mouth and she'd be like, oh, it's <laughs> no, no, peanut butter and chocolate is like my thing. My thing. My um, thing. Make a pastrami on rye version. Well, damn it. But my co-founder talks about that because once you get rid of the shelf life implications, you can kind of do anything. But do you want to get rid of the shelf life? Uh, we, we like having a short shelf life. I think it differentiates us. The product's better. So how does that work with, like, if you ever went into, like, a packaged bar form? We're, we're for, packaged Yeah, bar. they're packaged. No, I mean, for, like, a grocery store or a bodega, could you do that? Yeah, you just got to make sure that people buy enough, buy enough every week. And so it's not a product. Like, I think people don't realize that in grocery stores, some of the, like, the center store stuff just sits there for months, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like a box of pasta you could sell, like, three a week mm-hmm. at the store. But that wouldn't work for us because we got to sell. More like a fruit and vegetables aisle. Yeah, and so if we could, if, if people are buying us like they would buy fruit and vegetables, then works great. It's actually better for the retailer because they more, might make more money. So off then, location wise, in a store, you'd almost kind of have to be in that section. We, there's a refrigerated bar section technically oh, now. Um, Perfect Bar kind of pioneered that, uh, so we'd be there. But uh, refrigerated snacks. Um, so Jeremiah, can regular people buy like order it online? From your website? Any person can order online, but you okay. have to live in Brooklyn or Manhattan oh, okay. for us to deliver it to you. Okay. All right. So oh, for our listeners no in UBS Canada and North Dakota. Los Angeles. No, we ship it. We just only ship to that region because we ship it cold. And Right, right, right. Okay, so the listeners out there, if it's something you're interested in but you don't live in New York or Brooklyn, email them, email us. Right, slowup.co, yeah. and let them know because that could be something that you know. Well, if you, shows if you have an office building, that makes it worth their maybe. If you have an office building, we'll do we'll do a lot. They might <laughs> hire me to just drive the truck out there. And just <laughs> drop off bars. I just remembered we had another Yale. 
person on the show. We did? Yeah, Michael Cerferis. Oh, Two-time Tony Award winner. From now on, our guests are only allowed to go to Yale, so please email now. We, we're fancier than we thought we were. I went to the Yale of Western New York, known as the University of Buffalo. <laughs> there you go. There it is. You know, I think, you know, Leland and I are pretty unfancy for uh, for Yale. I'll say that. Yeah. No. I, they're, they're, you're super laid back, super chill. And, you know, people, when you have an open house, you get people that love free stuff. And you definitely deal with a lot of interesting characters. I think what's interesting, too, about Jeremiah is that, and, you know, forgive me, but you're younger. Right, you're 27, so you're a lot of it is kind of like you don't you're just going after stuff that you want. Where a lot of our guests and a lot of our uh, audience sometimes is older and saying, "Hey, I want to come back." Wait, and follow so you this. were born in '92? Can we focus on the importance of yes. this statement Shit. right now? Stop aging yourself, all right? <laughs> you babysat him at Yale. I in could Israel. have had him. Well, not at that size. But <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hysterical to watch this six ten human being come at you. I would have had popcorn and a cheery and a, like a basketball. I don't game. think I would be Woo! here today. Akshav, Akshav. No, where would I be? More? <laughs> He's officially turning red and hiding in the corner. No, no, I love it. I love it. Yes, you could be my mom. I yes. Could, yes. yes. Oh, so shit. my question was in that this is something that you're doing, you know, it's your third venture, right? Basketball, you had another job and now this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is it is your drive, is it is your inspiration more for the environmental side of it or this particular company? Um, I mean, I think that be- I can commit myself to this in the way that I do because I know that there's a, we have a sustainable supply chain, and then as we scale, we can create a company that we really believe in, that pays its workers fairly, and does all the things we care about. Um, but I guess I forgot the original question. But well, just like what is is the bigger picture for you? The environmental nature of it. Um, or yes and no. The company, I, the I, bar. I, it it feels too hard to like say this is a twenty year journey or a five year journey. I know it's going to be at least a three year journey, um, and so it's really hard to know what motivates me in fifteen years. Right. But in the short term, I think we, myself and Leland, both say we're having a lot of fun building something special that actually people really enjoy, and that is doing something good. So, I don't think we're saving the world by any means. By the way. But I think we're, you know, marginally. No, but improving. doing good for it. And yeah. Fu- yeah. I think the big takeaway from this is is fun. Is have fun yeah. in what you're going to do. Well, yeah. well, what learn. is it if you do what you love? You don't work a day of your life. Right. Yeah. Wait. So where do you for the ingredients? Are they local? Depends. I mean, I think we we're still so small that we don't really have like a ability to source the way we want necessarily. Mm-hmm. But as we grow, like we've noticed that like our our goal is not to have a like a a codified set of ethics that we follow every single one from day one it's to always be pushing the, the boundary of ethics mm-hmm. and so I would imagine that you know if things are growing in year three we can do very interesting seasonal sourcing right. seasonal bars stuff like that falafel right from Haifa we actually do have a um, Zatar bar we were working on so really yeah. I should it be tastes like falafel I'm like right there I'm like right there <laughs> so why the name slow up is that the ingestion uh, the, uh, the the slow ingestion of vitamins and minerals into your blood slowly I, I mean to us it just means like take a minute to enjoy something better and like we conceive of snacking as like usually cram something not mm-hmm. very good. You didn't win in a hurry. Yeah, and so we just start playing with that idea and saying, well, why don't you like take a minute and actually enjoy something better? And that's where slow up comes from. So it's a slow up bar. It's a slow up bar. 
I love it. Do you guys live in Brooklyn too? Yeah, we yeah. we we lived together for half this year. I mean, he's like Leland's like my significant other. I told you we uh, we have date night once a month <laughs> to get us out of the house. And you met, really? you met yeah. freshman year in the dorm. I'm just gonna say this because I meet like single Jewish women all the time at the show that are like 25, 26, that be what 27, puts our 40. Our rating <laughs> they're always like, don't you know any single Jewish men? And I'm like, I know tons, but like I lie because I feel bad. But like, guys, email me about Jeremiah. I will put you in touch. You need to put this on your social. And if, if I can get 100 followers out of this on Instagram, I'm going to take a picture with him and I'm going to put it on my Insta. Do you and, don't have time to date, do you? Uh, no, I, I date. I mean, I, J-date? Are you on uh, the... I'm not on the apps. I'm not on the apps. Just email him through Slow Up. You get a free bar out of it. I do check my email extremely okay, but I have quickly. a question. Are, are, do you, is it preferred that you marry Jewish or are you open to all... Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm agnostic. <laughs> You're a full-on dating show. Next week on John's Below Matching Matchup, we've got... Uh, we can talk about dating. I love talking about dating. Wait, oh. We were thinking of other themes for our show. Here we go. Brianna's ex-high school science teacher will be here for the 70 and above crowd. All right, well... Do we have any other questions? You have any other questions? I just, love the, I just love that the that the main theme here is, you know, follow your heart, which was the environmental side, and then have fun with it. And I really do think that can apply to any age. I, you know, look, we have our stresses when we get older and family and all these things that prevent us. You know, I'm dealing with that right now. I had another job, follow up with the camp job. And in fact, if anybody, I think they're going to offer me something, but they may not. But like, if anybody has an opinion of whether or not I should jump ship and take this job as a camp director, once again, which I love doing back in the day, but you know, here it is again. But the point is, is that, and I really would love your feedback. Thank you, everybody. But the point is, is that is just have fun with whatever venture you're going to do. Even this for us, Brianna, we're having fun with it and it's something and it's worth doing. So I think mm -hmm. that's the big takeaway here. Yeah. I mean, I guess what I would add is like, it's been like working with people that allow you to self-manage yourself and to have autonomy and to push the bounds and that's how everyone we hire that's the culture we're creating it's even like i don't to me it's more about that finding that than even finding like the industry necessarily or being in charge because mm -hmm. um, i think there's lots of downsides with being in charge and there's lots of downsides with the stress that myself and leland have taken right. on right um but what we've learned is like having seen different management styles different companies different career paths being in something where you feel valued is like so unbelievably right. important especially nowadays well yeah. and just thinking about like being a six foot ten white man like <laughs> yeah. you, you here's I mean, the political commentary no 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 but as I'm, I'm a five but as a five foot two woman like you walk you can walk out on the street and like not really have like the same fears that i have definitely you know and and that goes into a lot of different places the workplace too what about I me mean, I'm a I, I was about man. i was about to get to you josh that like you don't you wish you were had the well, confidence to be a 610 man walking on the streets i will say this it's not uh like a, a sore spot but it is uh there are there are small businesses that i'm involved in and i do always feel like when we go in to pitch our services and we're excitable or we just make a point and be like this is what we're worth that people look at it you're like uh, to me and the other guy is like also short you know and they just look at us as like you know loud barking little dogs you know <laughs> yeah. as opposed to like oh we can just trust these there's like this extra element of sales you know uh, whatever you want to call it you know uh, uh 
you know, skills that I need to have that, you know, puts me out there in a sense where you can believe that I can do the job. Whereas I or feel you like can walk on stilts. you know, somebody else walking in is totally be like, here's our deal. Here's what we're going to do. They're going to be like, oh, you know, this guy, I'm not fucking with this guy. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I definitely have experienced that. And I think it's something that it like motivates me to go out and do something that I think can actually be impactful versus. And I um, love that you know. about you. Thank you, Jeremiah. Hey. All right. So on to our game. So I came up with speed feed since your uh, company is slow up. All right. This was speed before feed. Yes. Oh, speed feed. I before like I knew that you were a vegetarian. <laughs> so <laughs> as you mentioned, you I'm probably ready. don't have a lot of knowledge when it comes to fast food restaurants, but it is fact or fiction. I'm going to give you a statement about uh, a myth or reality of a fast food restaurant, and you tell me if you think it's fact or fiction. Great. First, McDonald's milkshakes are made with animal fat. Fact or fiction? Fiction. You are right. Good job. They used to be made with actual milk. They what? They used to have animal fat. Did they? Yeah. Oh, I thought it. what I read said that it was all myth, so... That's what I read. Well, animal but anyway. fat being milk? I mean, the milk is, is that considered animal fat? Yeah, no. right. Um, well. All right, we're getting too, um, you're getting you're, 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 you're my food brain right now. Okay. Google did not have that. Yeah. Yeah. Was not Look, I'm just pulling this from articles going back to 2013. You know you asked Ella and you just said make shit up, yeah. Ella. Okay. And I'm down In and Out Burger prints Bible citations on cups and wrappers. Uh, probably fact. That is a fact. Mm, I You're two I mean, I'm, for I'm two. From, I'm from Good job. Yeah. KFC was smuggled to the Gaza Strip through underground tunnels from Egypt. Wow, you're really you're coming at me very politically there. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you were closest to it. So. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. Fact. Yes. You're three for three. Uh, you're nailing them. Chick-fil-A was um was make w- blesses their chickens before everyone is uh served fiction fiction definitely fiction. tyson a finger was found in wendy's chili fact well it ended up being fiction they actually planted that finger so so it was a real the finger, finger the finger was found in the chili but they put it there so it was, the question. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I know. You gotta you're, right, you're right you're right about this one it was actually a syringe found in a pepsi can in the 80s he wasn't there. He doesn't remember. Remember that? Do you I, know that story? <laughs> no. Was also there was a razor found in a rice cake in Israel this week. Was there really? Yeah. Really? Yikes. Yeah, but that's uh, because you can do for one meal with the uh, rice cake and the... Uh, America uh, is the top country for fast food eating. Fact or fiction? Uh, fiction. And do you know which country it is? India. Hong Kong. I was going to say... Oh, I was going to say China. Oh, yeah. it's per capita? You gotta specify. Okay, look. <laughs> sorry, Yo, sorry. Again, coming back next week because you're the only one putting this girl in her place. Soda fountains may contain fecal matter. You know what? I hope that's fact because I look a little. I mean, it has to be fact. It may, may. So soda fountains may contain blood. Like I mean, yeah. it may. Look, like, it adds an extra element we can't, to what we you're can't. tasting. He's he went to Yale. He he got all of them right. What are we going to do? I mean, right? Like, if he didn't get it right, it would almost be like a disappointment. Yeah, it would be kind of embarrassing. Well, we're like totally teasing him for how smart he is. <laughs> I, that never happens. No, it, makes, it, it, me, it makes me feel good. I was, you know, I was not the smart one at Yale. Let's say that. <laughs> All right. Well, well, that was awesome. Thank you for yeah, catching thank you so our much, energy. Jeremiah. You're also not allowed to have sex with Brianna at the end of this. So. What? <laughs> She's my mom. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> what is this show you were on? I'm not giving you any more money for these ideas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wait, how old is your mom? Just out of curiosity. Forty, forty-eight. My no. 
No, my mom is turning 60 this year. Okay, Whoa. so I really couldn't be your mom. Are you old but... only child? Brothers no, I have a younger brother. Younger brother. Is he tall too? Six five. Playing He's ball. Small in our family. He's small. He's small. Fuck wow. you guys. How tall is your mom? <laughs> My mom is five nine. Oh. Well, okay. I say all the time, right? That's like, a tall lady. Like then. you're six ten, yeah. right? But like you would have been okay still at six seven. Yeah. You know what I would have done with those extra three inches? Talk to my brother. I mean, this this guy is six five and he's got like a small Nicole, Napoleon complex. Does he really? Well, his That's cousins funny. are all six nine and six ten. Really? Jeez, yeah. where is your, your dad? Family where are they from? from? What is this? Yeah. Where are they growing you? Where? I can't. I can't. I can't tell you. <laughs> it's a, there's a factory, there's a factory somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. His his ancestors were the ones that when they took the rocks for the pyramids, they put them on the top. Yeah. I just woke up 6'10". I don't remember her childhood. <laughs> I bet. I now I really want to see her birth a 6'10 year old. 6'10 size All right. Give us your social handles. Um, follow us at slow up on Instagram. That's our main one. S-L-O-W-U-P. And then slowup.co is our website. My email is everywhere. Jeremiah at slowup.co. Email me. I respond to everything. Do you have personal socials that you share or no? Um, we don't usually share them, but Jeremiah okay. Kreisberg, I mean, I'm public. You can follow Well, for the, for the ladies who are yeah. listening. That's <laughs> Check out my Instagram, at uh, Mr. Josh Hyman, where I will be uh, posting a picture yeah, of me. Jeremiah and I. Uh, it will probably be a picture of my face and then his chin and below, because I don't know how we're both yeah, going to get Yeah, remember we had the picture with um, the model, Keithan. Yeah. And, yeah. Right, and he wasn't even, we got he was like on. six three. But, you know, he's very single, but also a very smart young man, and he's <laughs> started this company and it's really awesome we're really proud of you and if you live in an office and you want to change your whole office dynamic that would really be great that's a great thing you know please check in with slow up for that and i will spread the word as well you're at Brihas one and what's our socials here all at jobs below podcast Anyway. At Jobsville Podcast. Jobswellpodcast.com. At Mr. Josh Hyman. M-R-R-J-O-S-H-H-Y-M-A-N. Like, subscribe, share. Please tell your friends word of mouth about this show. Uh, send us an email. Tell us you love us. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you guys so much for having Thank me. You. Wait, what should Jack play us out to? Uh, ooh, we didn't come up with a good song. How about song? Oh, the whole room? It's got to be something like Simmon Tovin. Yeah, let She's so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Non-Jewish face, I call that. Right? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, hey, no, no,